Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to season two of the podcast. Okay, so today's topic, we are going to be going into a bit more of a deep dive into what strategy and authority means, and then also just what it means to be living holistically with your human design. And I actually was asking somebody who has been with me since pretty much the very beginning of all my different podcasts and things. And I asked her what she would like to know if she had like an hour or two hours to sit down with me, what else would she want to know? What would she want me to dive deeper into? And this was a few of the things that she had brought up. And I think it's absolutely perfect because it's one of the things that is really misunderstood and skipped over in a lot of human design. So we're going to start with holistic human design first. When we look at the human design chart, when we are learning the human design chart, sometimes it can be easy to fall into this pattern of, okay, I know this one thing, I'm going to apply this one thing, and it's independent of anything else. Which learning one at a time is a learning strategy, not a using strategy necessarily. You can focus a little bit more on it and be more aware of it at one time. However, your entire human design chart doesn't work independently of anything else. It works all together. So if you're learning about your human design authority, it would also be really, really good for you to learn about the rest of your human design centers. And not only that, but also the rest of your chart. But if you're only going to do one step deeper, I would go into the centers because your human design authority stems from one of your centers, but you also need to know how the other centers impact your decision-making process, your energy, whether or not they're defined or undefined, how you take in and amplify the world around you, what energy you bring to other people, and so on. So those are the types of things we need to look for. So like if you're looking into the human design variables and you're looking into manifestation, you want to look into the things that are kind of, I want to say conjunct with it um, or supplementary, complementary, supplementary, whatever that word is. And you want to look for the things that really are the next ties. What's the next step you could also look into? Because this is going to help you get a more holistic view of what you're learning in your human design chart. You don't, if you like start getting overwhelmed with everything that you're learning, then I would definitely recommend taking a little bit slower and then just focusing on that one thing. But once you learn it, move on to something else and gradually add a little bit more to your plate each time, if you have the time. So let me give you an example of this. In manifestation, there is, we use two variables, well, I use all four, but just for conciseness, we use the, the bottom two variables on the left and right side, mainly. That's what's talked about, that's what's mainstream. Pretty much anywhere you look where manifestation and human design, you will find specific or non-specific manifester and active or passive manifester. These two things need to work together in order for you to get more of a whole picture of how you manifest. And again, there's way more in depth and I'm actually creating a course on this right now, but that's that's for later. <laughs> so let's just talk about the specific, non-specific 
active and passive. From personal experience, I am a specific manifester and a passive manifester. So I'm a specific passive manifester. For me, that looks like when I know what I want, when I see something that I want, when I figure out or come into contact with something that sparks my energy to, ooh, I want this, then I will be like, okay, what kind of version do I want of this? Do I want to change anything about this? What other details do I want about this? How would I like to receive this? Like anything that really impacts the way that I'm going to experience it, that is the details that I choose and I get, I get very specific on. A specific manifester is about choosing the details that matter to you. So for instance, for me, I really wanted, and I've, I've used this um, example before, I don't remember when, but when I wanted a travel cup, I wanted it to be a Starbucks cup. I really wanted it to be like a bigger one that was able to hold cold drinks. And then I wanted it to be really either sparkly or glittery or like shiny. Shiny was the big word for me and either silver or gold. I had no idea if this cup even existed in the Starbucks world and I used to work there, (laughs) but I had no idea if this even was a thing. And yet the next day when I was walking through Kroger, no less, but when I was walking through Kroger, I just went over near the Starbucks that was in Kroger and lo and behold, there it was a big Starbucks cup that was silver and it was like a really cool like textured design that was shiny and just pretty much everything that I wanted and I was like this is crazy like this is amazing you know and that example right there also illustrates what I mean with the passive manifester side so specific manifester side I chose exactly what I wanted and I received exactly what I wanted or better. Always choose, whether you're a specific or non-specific manifester, always choose what you want, yet be open for something better to come along. So for the passive manifester side of me, I mean, you could see that I wasn't planning out, okay, I'm going to go look on all these different apps. I'm going to look on Amazon. I'm going to look at Starbucks. I'm going to look at, you know, eBay. I'm going to look at all these different places. Like I could have planned it out. However, I guarantee you it would not have worked for me that way because I'm a passive manifester. A passive manifester is somebody who watches the manifestation process unfold in front of their own eyes. It's really more of a hands-off type of movement towards your manifestations. And it's a very big trust the process. (laughs) Like that's probably the biggest thing for me is I just have to remind myself, just trust the process, trust the process. And I have to follow my intuition to get where I need to go. And I can't, I won't be able to see it as I'm going there but I'll be able to see it retrospectively when I'm looking back. So with that example that I just used with manifesting the Starbucks cup, it was just a random time that I went to Kroger. I was already going there to like get some groceries, I think, or sushi or whatever it was. And I decided to stop near that section. And there it was. 
I had no idea I was going to find it. I had no plan to find it. I didn't, I didn't even know if it existed still. But I found it. And I found it a lot quicker because of the fact that I let go of the process and let it unfold. That is specific passive manifesting from my point of view, from my experience. And if, if you are the same way, then it may be the same for you. There's four different renditions that can be within this. You can be a specific active manifester, specific passive manifester, non-specific active manifester, and non-specific passive manifester. So depending which two you are, it will work together to bring you your manifestations. And again, there's more like the routines or triggers and then um, active recall, passive recall, manifesting with your centers, like there's just so much more. But that's just a brief rundown of manifesting with your design and how holistic human design really comes more into focus. Take a second and we'll be right back. So now let's talk about strategy and authority. Like I said, strategy and authority is one of the biggest things that gets overlooked because it seems, it's kind of a contradiction. It seems too easy, but it's also something that's the most misunderstood. (laughs) Um, When you're looking, when you first get into human design, you figure out your type, your strategy, and your authority. Those are the first few big things other than obviously like with your type comes your signature and your not self theme but those are the first three to five things that you're really looking into however let's take a projector for a second i'm a projector speaking from experience when you look at your type and you see your strategy of to wait for the invitation or to wait for recognition or both It's kind of like, okay, I don't like waiting. I don't really know what that means. Maybe I should look into something deeper so that it'll help me understand what that means. That's the way logically we process that information. And this human design information isn't always logical. Because of the fact that we need to put it into practical use and actually use this, The best thing that I've seen is looking into the past and looking at when did I feel the best about moving forward. Usually, if you're, let's say, let's say you change jobs. When was the best time that you had at a job and what was the circumstance for you to get that job? Did somebody you know offer you that position? Did a friend tell you about applying for it? Did you see a sign on the side of the highway? (laughs) I mean, there are different ways that you can be energetically or directly invited into something. Me as a 4-6, I will usually get these invitations through my network. And I will be invited through friends, through acquaintances, through people that I've known, through people that I even come into contact with at the current job, and then I get invited into the new job. But no matter what it is, there's always something that's inviting me forward. And that can be seen through any other decision that you're making or any other invitation that you're receiving. So when you're giving your friends advice, this is a, a, a deeper topic as well. 
or not a deeper topic, a more complicated topic, because there's a lot of nuance here, just like with everything else in the human design chart. There's a lot of nuance, but if you put it into your perspective, your own perspective, you become aware of what you've experienced. You look at the past so you know where you're going for the future. You can figure out more on how to replicate that. So let's say giving advice to a friend. When somebody comes to you with something that they are struggling with as a projector and they're asking, quote unquote, they're asking for your guidance, sometimes they're not actually asking for your guidance. Sometimes they just want to have a mirror for what they just said. And this can look like, well, what do you think? What's your opinion? They'll ask you whatever, whatever question it is to prompt you. However, you need to discern whether or not it's actually an invitation or if it's actually just them wanting a mirror. A lot of the times I will just assume people want a mirror. So instead of me offering my opinion, I will say, well, it sounds like you're saying this and then continue on with what they just said. Or it sounds like you seem more excited about this and then continue on with what they were most excited about. And I will mirror those things back. And if they actually want more guidance, more advice, more specific advice from me, they will continue to ask. And after I get that second or third ask, depending on where the conversation's going, that's when I will finally give my actual opinion or my own guidance further into it because it's not necessarily up to them because they don't they don't know how to ask and until we get into more of a streamlined human design world people aren't going to know how to ask to invite us in a more specific way because most people don't feel okay with just asking other people how do you think I feel about this (laughs) which is a valid question. I need to ask that to people a lot as a self-projected projector. I need to ask my boyfriend quite a lot. How do you, how do I sound? Which option do I sound most excited about? I'm not asking him for his opinion. I'm asking him to discern for me which one my voice and my tone is behind. So until people get more used to just asking, well, which one do you think I like more? Which one Do I sound like I like more? Which one am I more excited for? Until people get used to asking those questions and realizing that they don't need to ask for somebody else's opinion, it'll be up to us to discern whether or not they want our advice or not. I forgot where I was going with all of that. I know I was talking about strategy and authority. (laughs) Oh, recognition, invitation. Yeah. Something else. I get into a lot of tangents, and especially as a six line, uh, four six profile with that six line, I get into so many different tangents, and a lot of people like tend to zone out when I'm talking because it's just going straight into the subconscious, which is awesome, <laughs> but it's also like I don't know where I've left off or I don't know where I've started, so it's hard for me to get back to where I was. So strategy and authority, let me think about it for a second. So understanding your strategy and authority isn't as clear-cut or, yeah, I guess clear-cut would be the the easiest way to say that. It's not as clear-cut as we assume it is. Your strategy and authority are 
generally your biggest pieces of getting yourself into alignment with your design. So the fact that we don't spend a lot of time just understanding that about ourselves, to me, it's just, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense because of the fact that if those are the two things, that if you were to get those two things under wraps, you would be at least 50% in alignment. Like that's 50, 50%. And I'm sure it's actually more than that. I don't remember the exact percentage that Ra'uruhu had said it was, but I guarantee you it's at least 50%. (laughs) Just getting that is already half the battle. And then you're already pushing yourself, or not even pushing yourself, you're just helping yourself, getting into the flow of what your life is and towards even more alignment. So let's talk about, so I talked about strategy a little bit with recognition invitations, and then let's talk about authority a bit. Understanding your authority will help you calm your mind anytime you need to make a decision. It's amazing. And it's really dependent on what your authority center is. I'm not going to go through all of them right now because that's not okay. (laughs) But I will go through the two that I know the best, which is mine and my boyfriend's. Mine is self-projected and my boyfriend's is emotional. So my boyfriend has no idea what human design is other than what I tell him. He doesn't understand the concepts. He has no idea what the chart represents. It's literally just me guiding him through his situations. So it's really interesting to see that you actually can, without knowing any technical information on human design, you can still use all of the human design benefits if you have the right guide. So for instance, so he's, a, he's an emotional projector. He's an emotional authority. So literally his strategy is the same as mine. We're both projectors. So the same thing that he, or the same thing that I do with invitations and recognition, it's the same thing that he does. However, our decision-making is very different. With his emotional authority, he doesn't have clarity in the now. I usually will tell him to wait about 24 hours just because If he's in an emotional high or low with whatever decision he's making, he's likely going to change that by the end of that 24 hours. So if there's ever any confusion in that emotional wave, am I too excited? Am I feeling too bad about this? Am I still unsure? Who knows? (laughs) Until you reach that emotional clarity of it could happen or not happen, I I don't really know. That is your baseline of Well, let's actually, let's think about it. And then it'll help you determine a yes or no with the emotion that it presents to you at that time. But until your baseline is what I want to call neutral or nonchalant, (laughs) until you get into that space of neutral or nonchalant about whatever decision it is that you're making, you can't make that decision clearly. And you can also track this if you wanted to. So some people have a more distinct up-down roller coaster with their emotions. Some people have more of an elevator, elevator? No, escalator, um, that goes kind of up, that is 
clarity, then up, then clarity, then up, then clarity. And then there's a really big dip back down. And then other people will have this slow build, kind of like you're walking up a hill that just takes forever. And it's very little difference in your highs or your lows. But regardless of which emotional wave you're on, as long as you're making that decision in a moment of emotional clarity, you don't necessarily need to have mental clarity because again, mentally, we are not meant to make our decisions. We're not supposed to base it off of logic because not everybody is a logical being. We don't all have logical circuitry. I I only have maybe a few gates of that. I have very individual circuitry. It's either I know it or I don't. That's it. I know it or I don't. And the other one channel that I have that's not individual knowing circuitry is collective abstract. So I can't explain it. I just know it. (laughs) Or I sense that something else is here. It means more to me in a different way. It's very abstract. So also look at the circuitry that you have around that too that can help you really determine which way you think or which way you feel, I guess, in your energy. So back to the emotional decision making. So when he's making a decision, I can usually feel, as an open emotional center, I can usually feel when he's in a high or in a low. And I can help him determine when it's time for him to make that decision because I can... If I'm not feeling anything intensely from him emotionally, then I'm like, okay, let's talk about this decision. If he gets a smile on his face, if he gets excited about it, then it's a good thing. If he's not really feeling it, then it's not a good thing. And I can also help him determine that by how he feels because I feel that in my own energy from him. In your undefined centers, you amplify the energy of the people that are around you. With me and him talking, since I'm an open or an undefined emotional center, I can at least feel how he's feeling to help him navigate what he's feeling (laughs) because sometimes he doesn't even know. Now, it's different for me with my decision making because I'm a self-projected authority. So that means that I need to sound it out with my voice. So pretty much I need to talk a lot, mainly to the people that I trust, but also I can talk to just myself. It usually doesn't work as well with just talking to myself because I'm not in a conversation about it. When I talk to myself about it, my mind is running rampant with all the different things. However, if I put up Like I pull up a video and I go to record a video about my decision. Let's say I just have the intention of I'm going to send this to somebody. Then I can clearly, more clearly talk about it because of the way that it's coming out. In this, um, I think it was Nadia, Nadia Gabrielle that was saying that with a self-projected authority, there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of chaos that's going on inside when we are making a decision. And until we have to say it out loud in a linear fashion, we don't know where all these pieces go. It's like we have a ball of yarn and it's all tangled up. And it's not until we need to show somebody else this ball of yarn and we have to untangle it as we are speaking to figure out 
what we actually see, what we actually want. And we're unraveling it as we go. So it goes from chaotic to linear through the voice. And through the voice, you can also hear whether or not you're excited or if you're not excited. If you're feeling really into it, if it feels like you, if it sounds like you, or if it doesn't. There's different ways of using this, and it really depends on your authority channel. Again, the same way with an emotional wave, just everybody has an, um, an authority channel. I don't want to say an emotional channel. <laughs> everybody has an authority channel. So whichever channel is your authority channel is going to give you more insight into your decision-making process. And again, this is another way of holistically using your human design chart. Okay, there is so much more I have to say about all of this, but I feel like at this point I'm rambling. (laughs) So let me know your thoughts. Let me know if this helped you. Share a screenshot on Instagram, tag me. Let me know what helped, what breakthroughs you had or anything else. I really, really love knowing what has helped or what else you would like to learn more about. Send me some questions. I would love to answer them. And I'll see you in the next episode. 